Hello, babe, and welcome to the Lucky Biz Podcast, a weekly deep dive into the exciting world of small business and web design, created especially for the brightest babes in the biz. We're your hosts and co-founders of web design agency Lucky Night Studio, me, Naomi, and me, Louise. We're here to sprinkle some inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of luck into your enterprising journey. You're listening to the Lucky Biz Podcast. Let's get this party started. Oh, hey, babe. Oh, hey, babe. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good, thanks. How are you? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What is that? What are you drinking? So this one is a, a little spesh of a, of a non-alcoholic mojito. So, and In I a, martini a martini glass. Yeah, I thought I'd be fancy with a white top on as well for our listeners. So let's, do we do a timer for how long it is till I spill it all down myself? I am <laughs> actually blown away by the bouginess of that. I bow no, down. I just thought, well done me. I, I made it through Monday, and that is always the hardest, hardest day of the week, isn't it? Really. So. If there's not a martini glass at the end of a Monday for you, then what are we even doing here? Exactly. The weather's gotten darker. Everything's just feeling. So I was like, do you know what? A little bit of a little bit of a treat, you know. I nearly messaged you today because I was sat at my desk going, "Oh, it's a bit chilly," and I was like, "I know for a fact that Louise will have her heater blankie on. I know she will." Oh. Of course I will. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's been it's been on for a while. So, I mean, it's been a few weeks to be honest. It's get cold in this shed. Yeah, in so. your little, like, garden hut. I love your little office. Oh, no, my little, my little space. Well, listen, I'm glad that you've got a drink in hand, my bird, because it's going to be quite a you-heavy episode of the pod today because we mm. are answering our listeners' SEO questions. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So usually what we do with the questions ones is we go through them and highlight this one sounds like a nay question. This one sounds like a Lou question. We haven't had to do that this time. It's um, Lou questions all the way down. So it's all about me. Yeah, no, sounds good. <laughs> it's all about you and your martini today, my babe. Mm-hmm. So cool. we're gonna kick... I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so excited. I'm ready, ready too. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to kick right on in. We're going to give as much con- context and as much detail yeah. as we feel that we need. Let's get going. So the first question is from Carly, and she mm-hmm. asks, how can I measure how large an image needs to be uploaded? Yes, that is a good question. So this is something that we often recommend in our SEO course and our SEO audits, because it's something that slows down your site and it can be just such a quick way to get improvements on your website as a whole. Um, and also if you're seeing any kind of weird image pixelation because it's trying to shrink it down this is often the case so generally you want to kind of get it the right size so there's a few ways to go about it one is a plugin um that we can always like add in the show notes but you can just put into google it's like image sizer plugin and that will be like a chrome plugin so you can click it you can hover over an image or click an image and it will tell you the size it is so you kind of want to make your website as big as possible like as your desktop can be Um, and you want to measure it. But for a rough idea, in case you don't want to get the plug in or you're kind of making it out like you're creating it before, um, for a background image or something that takes the whole width, you're looking at 120 pixels by 1080 pixels. Sorry, sorry, 1920 by 1080. Yeah, what did I say? 120. (laughs) 120. 
be a complete wrong one yet. 1920. Sorry, Perfect. that's my dyslexia coming out there. That's just like, let me just muddle up all of those numbers. Um, and then for, for blog images or for images that are going to take up about half the size. So really, these will kind of be most of the other images. You're looking at uh, one, uh, 1,200 by 630. 630. <laughs> I can do it. Um, so yeah, that's a rough idea. Um, and a, another really good one as well, while we're talking about images is as always, if it has a background, like a transparent background, then it can be a PNG. Otherwise, always, always, always make it a JPEG. The, mm -hmm. the size of the file is a lot smaller when it's a JPEG. So if you don't need the background to be uh, see-through, such as like, uh, you know, on on like a background that has a pattern so you don't want kind of like the white box around it you know there obviously needs to be a png but if you can make it a jpeg always go for that one because it's always smaller so that's my other little tip in there as well it's a little image top tip because people don't realize do they how much oversized mm. images like slow your website down and a slow website is bad seo it is definitely. And and that is the one of the biggest reasons as well for, for websites to slow down. It's just that you'll have, you know, and, and of course you want your website to have lots of images and we don't want to take that away, but there's a, lots of helpful tips that you can kind of make them smaller. There's also like online, there's image compressors. Again, give that a little Google and that's amazing what that can do and how much it can shrink it. You know, when you've made it in Canva, it's giving you the most perfect pixel, you know, same with Photoshop. You know, mm. they go quite big in sizes, but it's amazing how you don't have to lose that image quality and be able to actually compress that file size down. So I definitely recommend that. It does take time, uh, like all these things, but it's well worth it speed wise, I would say. Definitely. Just one more note on image compression as well, because I think this is something that people don't realize. Any photo that you've taken on your iPhone or on any kind of digital camera will be 300 dpi which means dots per inch screens can manage 72 dpi max so that's just wasted data if you don't yes. compress them to be screen resolution focused it's just wasted data you've got huge images for no reason you're getting no benefit so yeah. definitely compress them yes good tip there well done thank you darling thank you it's almost like i do this for a job mm. <laughs> all right then question number two Jen asks, how do I choose the right keywords for my business? This is a big one. So I know that we're going to talk for ages about this. Yes, this one is a big one. And, I, you know, and we're not going to have like a complete solution there. Um, we do have a complete solution, though, in an, our SEO course. So if you're interested, a little plug there. But yeah, because actually in our course, we actually have a whole module on it because it is mm. such a big topic. Um, but good things to know is look at your competitors. What keywords are they using? Again, you can get plugins that will kind of tell you the keywords. Um, you can also use a really good uh, is Google Ad Planner. Mm -hmm. And so that one you can put in to say if you were selling like wedding stationery, you can put that in into it and it will kind of generate some more keywords. And you can look at how many uh, competitors, so how many people are using uh, keywords, like how many other websites are trying to bid to use those keywords and adverts. Um, how many searches they're getting and kind of related searches as well. Um, because, yeah, it's really difficult. And we actually have like, there's actually two types of keywords. So there's 
short-term, uh, short keywords, and there's long-term keywords. So short is, you know, wedding stationery, whereas long keywords would be more like uh, wedding stationery for quirky couples, you know, that kind yeah. of, and they're often the ones that would be more like you can often get from blog posts is a really good way to kind of target them. And the reason why you have those two options is because that long term, it may be something that someone's Googling, but, you know, it'd be hard to kind of get it into a sentence. So you'd put it into a, a blog, but, you know, it's quite specific and there'll be less competitors going for those. So they're really good. Um, but, yeah, I think use a lot of like natural language. And I think everyone gets yes. really hung up on keywords and that they've got to fill it in and like fill it in in your your kind of page. Uh, title and your page description the amount of times we just see a big chain of keywords of like you know of of every kind of service that they do yeah um, google doesn't like that i mean and also your users don't like that i'm not going to click something that just has a whole list of all the services you do i want to be sold to i want in that kind of description again using that natural language that you provide wedding stationery but for quirky couples or at a good price or, you know, with a 20% off, you know, that is where you put in, again, natural language is so key. Um, so, yeah, but Google Ad Planner is a good one. Look at your competitors um, and what kind of keywords they're using. Like, what are they putting as their titles? What words or phrases are they constantly using throughout in those heading sections? Because that will be often yeah. where people try and put it. I think that kind of think that covers it is there anything that you can think of as well to it's a tricky one because it is a massive question yeah so it is a massive topic I think you covered google adwords which is one that I really love to use another one which is particularly brilliant for long tail keywords and sort of more um focused search terms is answer the public because you oh, can just yeah. put in a topic so I use it quite a lot so I'll say like Squarespace templates and it will actually show you all of the different questions that are being put into mm -hmm. Google so that's a great way to find topics to blog about that's mm -hmm. a great way to make sure that your homepage and about and all of that content answers the questions of the people yes. that will be searching for them so definitely check that site out as well it all comes with like a really handy infographic which mm -hmm. I really like because I'm quite a visual person so I find that really easy to digest rather than sometimes you just get them in kind of spreadsheet format so yeah. google ad planner and answer the public are my two top tips for that one as well yeah yeah I think with the short keywords they should come naturally if you have got good content you know if you're talking about how your product or service can help your ideal customer that it should come out naturally and otherwise yeah. I would say you know relook at the content that you're you're writing for your website yeah you know. hone your USP and then your That's keywords it. should naturally come from that oh using all the jargon USP USP <laughs> um okay so let's go on to the next question because this is another biggie but I know I'm pretty sure you've answered this on a previous podcast so I think that you'll be fine but Hannah mm -hmm. asks should my services all be on one page or should I have a separate website page for each different service? Right. Good question. One we get a lot as well. So fortunately, it's one of those ones that it depends. I think if your services are extremely similar or quite small, as in you can summarize them up quite well, um, then yeah, keep them on one page. However, if you're able to write multiple paragraphs about the service, about what it includes, 
how it will help the customer, you know, maybe different pricing packages that you offer with it, who you've helped. I would always say split them out. For SEO terms, it definitely makes a lot more sense because from Google's point of view and your user's point of view, that page is about exactly what they're looking for. You know, so I think you can really help. So we've got um, a kind of uh, a studio that we help and they've got kind of Pilates, yoga. You know, they do kind of lots of different kind of things. And I may be someone who is just looking for, for yoga or that's my search term. So it kind of helps in a lot of ways that Google's like, oh, this is exactly a page that is all about yoga and it's in your area. Absolutely perfect. So while obviously Google will pick up that this page is about yoga, Pilates and all these other ones, if you've got a single page and it's so clear what it's about, that can only help your users. Again, it does depend because you don't want a page with lots of duplicate uh, content because it's mm. kind of saying the same thing. And all you've done is just kind of change the service name to try and hit those SEOs. They're called like black hat SEO things or like they're just old style SEO tips that Google and everyone else is well aware of and they do not work anymore. So the content does need to be natural and flowing. And you do want a page to be full. There's nothing worse than just like having a page and it's got a couple of sentences on there. You're like, oh, OK, you know, because it looks yeah. like it's not really done. It looks a little bit unprofessional. So if you can, though, and if you've got that content, yeah, I would always recommend to split it out across, you know, and have one main services that list them all and they split out into the the multiple services that you do. Yeah, I think that sounds exactly right. And, you know, you then give your users the opportunity to do a little bit more digging and a little bit more research mm. into your brand, which is always wonderful. But yeah, I love your point about like, if they're different by like this much, if they're, you know, the same service, but packaged yeah. up slightly different, put them on the same page because yeah. there's no point in those being separated out. No one's going to go to a different page, read one sentence of content and be like, okay, great. Like, What was the point? Absolutely. So, and, and and sometimes as well, this is other probably more marketing uh what's it the goldilocks effects as well which is Ooh. that you have three service package packages yeah. one which is the low cost ticket entry one which is medium and one which is high they're often very similar services with just a kind of few added on and the idea here is that the user goes oh that one doesn't include really everything i need like the lowest one the middle one does actually like look good oh and there's an extra grand or something onto it and you don't get that much more. So that middle one yeah. is perfect. And it increases the user's like idea of how much it is. So so in some aspects, it is good to do that if you've got that kind of Goldilocks. Yeah, um, that kind of tiered system. Yes, it can help in, in that uh, aspect. So again, it does depend on your business model and how close they are. But in that example, as we said, they're very similar the only difference there is they've got a couple of add-ons in that case they should be on the same page so I think that's probably Amazing. a clearer idea yeah, yeah I think that makes a lot of sense I think we're all familiar with the kind of service page with the three blocks beside yeah. each other of different all right babe super helpful we've got an anonymous one oh. anonymous question so Anon asks <laughs> how can I improve the load speed of my website so we've yeah. talked about this a little bit already so yeah so as we talked about it before, so images, massive one. Um, that one is probably when we do the uh, SEO audits, that one is always like kind of top on there. That is kind of slowing down sites. Um, yeah, compressor images, is, people. 
Yes, absolutely. And make them the right size and make them the right format. So JPEG, PNG, as we've discussed. Um, not super long pages as well. Sometimes a lot of people, maybe it was that they started with like a one pager um, website, which can be useful for kind of starting off with, you know, you don't have much to say, but they quite quickly get too big. And then the page speed is, is slower and the SEO is a bit wonky anyway. But um, so, yeah, so not super long pages. If you are finding, you know, you're kind of scrolling like maybe like four or five times, you need to start splitting up that content, kind of see where it makes sense. Um, also, a good content management system. So most people now for their websites, unless you've got a developer on hand, which many small businesses don't, use a content management system. So that's things like Squarespace, Wix, Shopify. Uh, WordPress. WordPress there's 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 loads um but the one that you use uh so what that's doing in the background those content management systems they are loading lots of uh scripts in the background they're loading all the code to make it all work and they all work in kind of different ways so which one you choose you know there's lots of comparison blogs about them but that does kind of affect the speed but one that we always get all the time is like WordPress is particularly slow because it's it's uses an old system. They have had updates, but the main core of it, of how they work and how their databases work, you know, using PHP, it's slow. Um, so that one is is one that we often move people away from. Um, you know, so that yeah. one's a, a good one. So make sure your content management system is known for being speedy and has inbuilt good SEO is another good one. Cough, Squarespace, cough. <laughs> yes. Yep. Is a, is, a, is a great one. Um, Google fonts. So for your fonts, often a lot of the content management systems come with Google fonts. Um, and so that means they're, they're ones that are usually cached already in the user's browser. And Google likes them. They're pretty fast. They're well known to be good. However, maybe you're branding, you've got custom fonts, which does look lovely, but it's an extra load. It's an extra speed time and it will slow things down. And actually, Google marks you quite far down on it because there's like a, a shift on the page. I don't know if you've ever loaded it. And what the font is one and then it shifts into another. That's what that's doing. It's like replacing it once the font is actually loaded. Mm -hmm. So that one can can slow it down. And also remember, that's on every single page that that's going to slow on your website as well. Um, and finally, as well, well, actually, there's a few more. <laughs> uh, adding extra code and widgets. So these can be things like, embedding a YouTube video. Now, embedding a, a video can be really helpful, a really great marketing tool, especially on like something like a landing page or a home page, or like to give that real personal feel. But, you know, I would still limit it really. You don't want like, don't have five on there, but that, yeah. you know, you know, and or if you're using tools such as like a widget for reviews or a scheduler, or, you know, there's lots of, or, or like an Instagram feed, you know, if your content management system doesn't have one and you're bringing it in, all these extra little widgets are extra bits of code that needs to load. So again, they're fine to use and they can be helpful for marketing in some ways, but try not to put it all on one page because that's yeah. when it starts to really, really slow down. Um, and then finally as well, like animated backgrounds and like animation in general and all the fun stuff. It really is um, a balance. So animation that is using CSS is a bit more technical. CSS, which is often what we try and use, is super fast. There really there isn't any scripts to load. 
um, and it's very, very lightweight. But that's often why not many people use it because it's it can be harder to get the look and feel that you want. So there's lots of animated backgrounds. So Squarespace has it built in. Um, I think Wix has it built in as well and Shopify and all these ones. And they are good, but again, just try and limit it a little bit because using too many of them, it's just a, a heavy load on the computer and you will start to see it kind of slow down. And especially when people are using mobile and things like that. So yeah, to think about. So, yeah, as you can tell, I'm passionate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll it's important going. to say, like, we're not saying don't use these cool things. Mm. Like, we're not saying mm-hmm. don't use animated backgrounds, don't use animations. We love all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. we think it has a really strong place in websites. But like Louise says, use it sparingly. Don't have yeah. your entire website have an animated background with videos embedded on top yeah. and different animations moving all over the place. Six different custom fonts and images that yeah. are massive. All of these things are going to have a really negative impact. It's about finding that balance between speed and all of these cool little additionals. Yes. Yeah. And it's constantly checking it on other devices, on lower mm. devices, such as like tablets, um, on mobiles, those kind of things. And making sure, you know, because we often have to like kind of frame it back a little bit, maybe on our templates, you know, so it's, it is definitely that balance, but they can also be such great design and marketing tools as well so you know don't just say oh it's an absolute no you know again it's that balance isn't it yeah like the fastest (laughs) website in the world would look pretty boring so yeah it would be text on the white background there you go super fast (laughs) (laughs) all right then next next question oh oh louise you're about to have a good time this is an ai based question oh yay ellie asks how Mm. much can i use ai to create the copy for my website. So I guess they're talking content and text, you know? Yes, yeah. So good question. Obviously, ChatGPT being the biggest one, but now there is lots kind of out there. And I know that content management systems are building it in as well to kind of help you. Um, Yeah, and and I think it's also a growing space as well. So just to, uh, you know, this is, you know, 2023 coming to the end of like 2023 Q3, you know, who knows where we're going to be next year and how it will kind of progress. But for now, I would say, and as a rule of thumb, use it for idea generation. I definitely wouldn't use it for all of it. And I would just kind of copy and paste it. It can be really helpful for grammar. It can be really helpful for getting that tone of voice. But Mm -hmm. there's several issues. So we've also got a podcast on this AI if you'd like to know more. But uh, I'm all about the plugin today. I'm doing very well. Um, <laughs> very proud of you, darling. Very proud. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it really is great for idea generation, but it will lie and it will lie often. So make sure whatever you're talking about, you know your stuff so you can actually fact check what it's saying. Um, and and you can also put that text uh, through. Uh, there's like online tools that can check if uh, if uh, if it's been AI generated. Because Google, you know, they haven't outrightly said it's definitely a no, but they're not going to like, obviously, a load of AI generated content. So they're going to be start marking it down. And also, it sounds very wooden. A lot of people read it. You know, there's a reason why and people can start to kind of pick up that it is kind of written by by ChatGPT and stuff like that. So I think for idea generation, it's great. And also when you're writing when you're writing on your website, so whether that's content about you or your services or even about a blog, 
why wouldn't you want it to be written by you? And I, I as someone who really struggles with writing, uh, you know, it's very difficult. But, you know, I want the whole point is like to share your knowledge about whether it's your business, about you, about your background, you know, for idea generation, fantastic. But I really think you should be kind of writing it yourself and yeah. use it as a tool, again, for grammar, tone of voice. It's a tool. It's not, you know, it's not someone that you've hired. Absolutely. <laughs> I think as well, how long has ChatGPT been mainstream now? Uh, six months? Yeah. So yeah. already, right, in six months, I can now spot, even if they've yeah. even if they've put it through the you know, the generators and they've they've changed it up as much as possible, I can spot AI generated content a mile off now. Yeah. There are maybe 10 or 15 like stock phrases that I've never heard anywhere else. Yeah. that chat gpt use all the time they are mm-hmm. secret source as soon as i yeah. see anything that says like this is the secret source i'm like that's chat gpt anytime i read in this digital age i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny isn't it so yeah i think even if it's passing the google authenticator text stuff when you've like mm-hmm. generated a load that doesn't mean that people won't be able to tell um and google will catch up soon anyway so i totally agree with you louise get some bullet points get yeah. your like ideas put together use it to i like to use there's prompts out there that you can do like market research and things like that which i think is really yeah. clever yeah 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 but yeah if you're generating like huge lengths of text it's a no-go yeah yeah no de- de- definitely i think it's just like to it's a tool and you've just got to learn to use it um wisely it's a, wisely. It's a tricky one wisely right in our digital age in our digital age in our digital age you've got the secret source to content (laughs) generation who does say that jesus okay last question we're going to wrap up after this because i'm conscious of our time so this Mm -hmm. is from laura and she asks how can i assess my analytics when i get hardly any traffic oh now that is really tricky because there isn't anything to assess unfortunately you know that's what what analytics is it is about getting the data so rather than trying to assess it you know you need to be building up the traffic um you know and I would just focus on that there's no point working out whether they use desktop or mobile or what gender they are or you know what operating the systems they are you know which is or how they came here you just need people to go there (laughs) you know you just need to kind of get that traffic first to be honest you know uh analytics um on your website is really useful for making sure you're getting your target audience making sure that you're actually getting those sales making sure that they are not having any pain points and doing the journey you want you're not at that level unless you have anyone going to your website so you don't need to worry about those questions quite yet you know so i would say really actually just spend it on building up that traffic so getting backlinks so uh sharing on socials yeah writing on on forums as well because you'll often have like a kind of like a profile where you can put your website and it's amazing how many clicks you do get from that uh put yourself into directories um yeah just keep sharing it try and do guest blogging it's all about those those backlinks and also keep blogging and Mm. like we have found we were talking about it today weren't we it's it's so tricky because it takes ages it really does does take so long so the work that you you know I think we found it's actually been so much longer than we thought like six months 
you know, the blog posts that we wrote six months ago are now doing fantastic and getting a load of traffic, which is great, but it is a six months time, you know, so yeah. you've just got to keep doing it and you, yeah, you, you can't give up, unfortunately, but yeah, there I is it's no, worth it. <laughs> it is worth it, but yeah, there's no quick win with this, yeah. sort of, you know, unless you are one of the lucky few that has like an Instagram reel go completely viral or mm-hmm. you have like a pin that goes viral on Pinterest and suddenly you're getting sort of tens of thousands of clicks from there to your website. Yeah. The likelihood, but you know, that's not sustainable, easy to maintain traffic anyway. That's no. flash in the pan stuff. We want to be building that steady, sustainable traffic to your yeah. website. Yeah. Also so, about those kind of like one hit things, Whenever mm. you speak to someone who said they just had a pin or a reel go viral, guess what? That wasn't their fifth one. That was their 200, you know, reel. It's never their first 10 that does it. You know, again, these algorithms kind of work in the same way. You have to keep doing it. So even those kind of ones that suddenly go viral, they, you know, I hate these kind of like overnight success. It's not at all. They've been working no. on it for years. It's just no one saw it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. you know. No, absolutely. I think it's so important to highlight that because websites are an incredibly important thing for every business owner to have for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Quick success is not one of them. It is very much a long-term success goal. They are for businesses that are serious about their growth over the next year, two years. And that's when the benefits of SEO, the benefits of having a great website will start to impact your business. If you mm. want overnight success, I don't know money. what the answer is. It's money. It's you money. It's need money. To funnel you throw, money. You throw money at it and like either get, you know, some sort of influencer to endorse it, somebody to do a massive ad. You know, if you've got money, you can get that overnight success. Fantastic. But, you know, most of us can't. And also it is a bit quick, you know, and it will kind of go just as quickly often, isn't it really? Yeah, that's uh, true. Easy come, easy go. That's it. Yeah. In our digital age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep using that now to try. Oh God, I love it. Trick you to thinking I'm AI. <laughs> well, you're doing a bloody good job of it, you little I robot. Mean, yeah. <laughs> As if. Oh uh, well, we have a couple more questions, but we're running out of time. So we're gonna bank those for the next time we do one of these. And we definitely will I'm do good. another of these because people love them, we love them, and I think it's just yeah. good to get specific answers to people's actual questions. So yes, yeah. Times so, sounds good, perfect. Well, well yeah, because I've uh, I finished my martini glass now, so <gasps> it must be finished. Oh wow! Oh. And it was sorry, that was a virgin, wasn't it? You weren't. Um... It was. It was. I wasn't just chatting about AI. No, it was a non-alcoholic because I'm a very exciting person. <laughs> you sure are, my babe. You sure oh, are. I know. Right. Well, this has perfect. been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you so much for joining me on the pod today. Well, thanking you very much. Thank you, darling. And to our lovely listeners, we will catch you next time. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, babe, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Lucky Biz podcast. We hope that you found it informative and fun and that it's given you loads of actionable tips to take into your own small business. If you want to connect with us and have a chat about anything that we've spoken about today, you can find us on Instagram, we're at Lucky Night Studio, or head to our website, www.luckynightstudio.co.uk. You'll find loads of great web and digital resources on there, such as website templates, 
social media bundles and heaps of happy hour and SEO services. It's been super fun recording this podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did and we'll catch you on the next one.